Welcome to the Encounter Church Podcast. For more information about our church and service times, please visit revival.me. Enjoy the message. I'm excited to share this morning. It's so good to be at church. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, We were sitting in worship, and I was just overcome with gratefulness and thankfulness for our team, for our worship community, for um, just this community, our church. Um, I am so grateful and honored to be a part of a community and a leadership team that treasures the presence of the Lord to stand by leaders that host the presence and that want nothing less than him, to be surrounded by pure worshipers, to be surrounded by people that are hungry for his word and his presence. I'm just, I'm, I'm so, so, so grateful. Um, and I know that, that places like this and people like this, leaders like this don't come often. So this is special. I just can't get over. <laughs> I feel like the Lord's just placing it on my heart. This is so special. This is so special. Where we are is so special. Where God has us is so special and so exciting. I can't wait to see what God does um, in the near future. So I just want to um, I want to talk about some things today. Thank you. I want to talk a little bit about... Um, the manifestation of the Father's presence. I sometimes I think we leave we sometimes leave the Father out of our prayers. I do sometimes. I was saying this first service. I sometimes get a little bit scared when I'm talking to Abba, right? Because when a father walks in a room, there's correction that happens. I remember a few times, like, with my siblings, and, you know, we're all messing around. If you don't know, I have four younger siblings. There's 10,000 of us. And we're all crazy. And so there are so many times where we're, like, running around, doing, not like, stuff we're not supposed to, or, like, we're supposed to be cleaning the kitchen, but my brother turned on music, and we're basically just dancing and screaming in the kitchen. And my mom's, like, trying to, you know, round us up, and they're dancing in the back. They're all in the sound booth. Uh, my mom's trying to like, okay, guys, clean the kitchen, whatever. And then as soon as my dad walks in the room, it's like the music just stops. We didn't even press pause. Like everything just stops immediately because the father's presence is in there. We're like, oh, okay, we'll do what we're supposed to do now. But how many know that's kind of like, that's kind of what it's like with, with Abba, right? With our father, our heavenly father. When he rocks in the room, no more chaos. When dad walks in the room, there's correction which is sometimes really scary. I know I've been scared plenty of times <laughs> in my own personal life with the Lord. Not, not, in, not in a way that's like I'm afraid of God, right? But, but sometimes I don't want to hear the correction that God has to bring because I've allowed my own shame and my own guilt to, to create space between me and God. Um, I want to read out of first. Or no, not first. I want to read out of John 1, verses 14 to 18. So the word became human and made his home among us. 
He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds, this is the one I was talking about when I said, someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance, we, all, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. How many know that one of the purposes of Jesus coming to the earth was to reveal the heart of the Father? It's a beautiful thing. When I was prepping for today and, and just kind of studying, um, I was actually reading my dad's book, Scandalous Love, and there's a chapter where he talks about the role of the Holy Spirit, and how many know in Romans 8.15, the, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit's job is to teach us to cry, Abba, Father. There's such a beautiful exchange that happens with the Trinity, there's a beautiful perichoresis, right? A divine dance between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the way that they all work together. So the Holy Spirit's job is to teach us to cry Abba. The Son's job is to reveal the Father, right? And the Father pours out His Spirit on His people. Such a, it's such a, a beautiful and holy exchange. And so in preparation for this and talking about the Father's, the manifestation of the Father's presence, I was just kind of in awe of, of how it all works. And I think we'll always be in awe of the Trinity. I think we'll always be in awe of the Godhead. Amen. It's holy and it's beautiful. But the Spirit teaches us to cry, Abba, Father. So I want to talk about three things that I think kind of happen when the Father walks in the room. How many know that his presence is with us always? The Lord said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So when I say the Father walks in the room, I'm not saying that like he was distant, right? God is never distant. I'm saying when the Father manifests his presence and we're open to see it, right? Yeah. I want to read out of um, 2 Corinthians 5, verses 18 to 21. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. Will you pray with me really quickly? Lord, I thank you for your word. Father, I thank you for the purpose of salvation. God, we thank you for your son. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. Lord, I thank you for your presence. 
I pray that you would manifest your glory in this room right now, that we would be undone before you. We love you, we praise you, and we honor you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, okay, so I want to talk about the first thing that I think happens when the Father manifests his presence. I think, how many, how many have, how many have been embraced by the Father's presence? I think there's such a beautiful thing that happens when we experience that embrace from Abba. I think that's the first thing that happens is there's this like warmth. If you've ever been in like a weighty moment with, with the presence of the Lord, you kind of know, you understand that there's like this, this weight, right? The weighty glory. I think that that's kind of how I feel when the Father manifests himself. It's like, it's like an embrace, but the kind of embrace that brings you to your knees and you cannot do anything but let God love you. I mean, you could fight it if you wanted to, if you tried, but it's not going to feel good. In the, in the text, it, it kind of, Paul's talking about our salvation, the purpose of our salvation. Um, and I was reading these footnotes in my dad's Bible because he has an Orthodox Bible. And so the, the footnotes were kind of expounding on the scripture. And one of the things it said was, our salvation is not just juridical, but personal and relational. The dynamic, sacrificial love of a father for his child. How beautiful. The purpose of our salvation was not so that we could be controlled and look pretty. The purpose of our salvation was to be reconciled to our Father, to Abba. I think sometimes we believe, we're, we're quick to believe a lie that we have to be all pretty and put together to come before God. Got to put together my Sunday morning self. Got to get up, got to get my cute outfit on that I picked out earlier in the week because I was thinking about Sunday all week. I have to do my hair, I have to do my makeup. I have to look really, really good and pretend like everything's okay and have a smile on my face when I come to church so that everybody thinks I'm a really good Christian. I do it all the time. <laughs> Can we be real? <laughs> we do this, this Sunday morning thing. We're all put together. We're so cute and fancy. And God's like, I don't want any of that. I want your heart. The whole point of sending my son Jesus was to reconcile me and you. A love from a father to his child. So I think in experiencing the presence of the father, that first thing that we experience is his embrace. And it's such a beautiful thing. I can tell you so many times, I've been kind of going through it, kind of, kind of rough, not doing well, and I'm, I'm very, very, very blessed to have grown up with a father who is amazing and incredible in every way, and a beautiful example of what my heavenly father looks like. But I can tell you so many times where I've been not well, and I didn't even talk to my dad about it, and he just came up and hugged me, and then... Uh, all, everything, everything happened after that. <laughs> There's something about the embrace of Papa.
I think the second thing that happens when we experience the Father's presence and after we've been embraced, I think our defenses come down. We let our guard down if we choose to. I was talking about this first service. I, um, like if you've ever been hugged by somebody who's much larger than you, if you don't receive it, it's really uncomfortable. You're just kind of like, I'm stuck and I can't move and I can't do anything. But if you receive that embrace, it's so much easier. I'm comfy cozy, right? I think sometimes we try to do that, or at least I try to do that with, with the Father. Sometimes I'm a little bit afraid. There's some things in my life that need correction, and I don't really know if I want to go there yet, God. I don't really want to go there right now. I'm pretty Sunday morning me. So I kind of refuse that embrace, right? I choose to shut my heart off. But I think a beautiful thing that happens is when we choose to let our guard down. We choose to let our defenses down. When we remember that we have a defender, (laughs) when we remember that we're not fighting it in this alone, he goes before us. He fights on our behalf. So once he's embraced us, God, I let my defenses down. I don't have to hide from you. I don't have to run from you. I don't have to fight with you. I think um, sometimes, at least for me, there's this, this place of, of guilt and shame that I allow myself to come into, and it makes me feel far from God, and it makes me shut my heart off to him. There's a verse that I want to read. In Colossians 1, verse uh, 21 and 22. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation. I'm going to read the first part again. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds... There's a lie that we so easily believe that our Father in heaven is quite literally up in heaven and away from us. How many know he's omnipresent? All around. Within me. Surrounding me. God is not far away. The only only time that he seems far away is when we alienate him in our minds because of our sin. There's kind of this understanding about um, the wrath of God, and I love the way that my dad talks about it. And he says it's the wrath of God is the Father's emphatic no to sin in our lives because it hurts us. He always tells this story of like if my little sister Layla, who's nine years old, if she ran out into the street and there were cars coming both ways, what would my dad's response be? Layla, no. 
No, it's an emphatic no, my baby, no, my child. There's this beautiful thing that God does where he's not against you, but he's against sin because of what it does to us, because it hurts us, because there's places in our lives that need to be healed from him. So his wrath is really just his emphatic no to the things that hurt us because he is love, because the point of sending his son Jesus was to reconcile us to him. Because the point of it all was to be close to him, to have communion with God. And I think we so easily forget that, at least I do. I get so caught up in my own guilt and in my own shame that I refuse to let my guard down, that I refuse to let my defenses down because I'm afraid of what God's going to say to me. I'm afraid of how the Father's going to correct me. But I promise you, if you breathe in his presence... There's nothing else like it. There's nothing else like it. I want to talk about the last thing that I think happens when the Father manifests his presence. After we have received an embrace, our defenses are down, our guard is down, then in that place is where we can find our healing and our freedom. There's a, a song by Stephanie Gretzinger that says, open up and let the light in. How many of you can't let the light in if the drapes are closed? You can't receive healing if your heart is shut off to it. You can't receive healing if you're not willing to accept and receive the love of the Father. I'm reminded of all of the beautiful times I've had with my earthly father and all of the moments where I was so broken, so hurting, and probably even sometimes angry at my dad for no real reason, just because I'm stubborn and I didn't like the way he said something. doesn't matter. But in all of those times, receiving his embrace remembering that I'm safe, remembering that he defends me, letting my guard down. Then in that place, allowing myself to be free of whatever offenses I was holding on to, whatever weight I was carrying, and then I received healing. I think that the Father wants to bring us to a place where we can truly reconcile with him where we can have true restoration. And that's my heart this morning. My heart for you hearing these words is not so that you go home and you're like, wow, that was so great, and then continue to do whatever you're doing. My heart is that you encounter the Father, the manifest presence of the Father, to a point where we are never the same. My heart is that the Father would pour his love on you, that we would receive his embrace, that we would receive his love, that any guilt or any shame would be completely broken off. Letting Abba love me is so much easier than fighting on my own or fighting against his love.
just like a big hug. It's so much easier than trying to fight somebody off. It's so much easier than running. And I promise you, God will not stop chasing you, no matter how far we run. He's a persistent and faithful father who loves and treasures his children. It's not about looking pretty. It's not about being put together. It's about the the father himself crashing into every area of our lives and completely wrecking us so that all we can do is tell everybody about it. (laughs) God, I wanna be so wrecked by your love I want to be so overtaken by your presence that the only thing I can do is tell everybody this beautiful message of of salvation. The only thing I can do is tell everybody about this beautiful thing called reconciliation. This beautiful love that I've experienced and I've tasted and I've seen and I can't help but tell the whole world about this love. This love from Abba that is so precious, so precious. I know I haven't been preaching for very long, but I wanna, I wanna pray for us. I feel like God wants to do something in this moment. Um, and actually, I wanna, I wanna invite a couple people to the altar. And I just wanna pray. If you're in this room and you don't really have a good representation of Abba in your life, or you haven't, or you've never really tasted and seen him as Papa, as Father. I want us to ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, teach me to cry out, Abba, Father. If you're in this room and you had a great representation of an earthly father, and you just want to drink in more of his love, (laughs) if you just want to experience him even more, wherever you're at, wherever you're at, I want to invite you to come and drink in this living water. Holy Spirit, teach us to cry, Abba, Father. And church, I promise you that nothing will satisfy like he does. I promise you there is no love on the earth like his, like Abba's love. Oh, how we need fathers. Oh, how we need a father. Oh, how we need you, Abba. Oh, how we need you. Oh, how we need you. Oh, how we love you. If you're in this room and you want a fresh touch from heaven, I want you to come up to the altars. Don't hesitate. Come. Don't hesitate. Come. He's in the room. Something holy is happening in the room. Come. 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 Oh, how we need you, Father. Oh, how we need your touch. Come embrace us, Lord. Come embrace us. see the father 
I shared this first service. I see the Lord removing lies and rewiring our minds to see him rightly. He's removing lies and rewiring our brains to see him rightly. I want to pray specifically if there are people in the room that have not had a good representation of, of what Abba looks like. If their earthly father was not a good representation. I want to pray that Abba would crash into your space. That he would crash into your heart right now. Like ocean waves. Embrace, embrace, embrace. It's okay to let your guard down. It's okay to trust him. He'll take good care of you. It's okay to trust Abba. It's safe to trust Abba. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just wait on the Lord? If you're not at the altar and you want to be, you can still come. But if you're in your seats, would you stand with me? I just want to wait on the Lord. I want to wait on the Lord. Would you pray wherever you're at? Just begin to begin to pray in your spirit language. everything that you have for us this morning. Abba, we receive your embrace. Church, can I encourage you to receive his embrace this morning? Receive it, receive it, receive it. Thank you that you love us. We thank you that you love us, God. Thank you for your weighty glory call us beloved sons and daughters. He's calling you his beloved son and daughter. He's calling you his beloved son and daughter. He's removing every lie, every shadow that is not of him. He calls you beloved son and daughter. Hi, Pastor Zach here at Encounter Church in Rochester, New York. Hope you were blessed by that message. And we want to give you an opportunity to sow into the ministry if you'd like to. If you would, just go to revival.me and click on the button that says give. Thanks again and have a blessed, blessed day.